We interrupt this program for a special report by WKMU. Staten Island, New York. This is Sky and Blue at 87.9 WKMU Radio, interrupting your regularly scheduled program to bring you our news history station. Because if you've heard it, it's history. If you haven't, it's news. We're bringing you the information that they want you to forget. Today, we're investigating stories that just don't sit right with us. Today's episode is sort of about trusting the government. No one should fully trust their government because they have unlimited power and money to do whatever they want. And most times, human nature kind of tends to lean towards absolute power, absolute corruption. So just keep that in mind when you hear these stories. This is Erase History. There have been numerous experiments conducted by the CIA and the Army from 1949 to 1969. Agents who knew what they were doing was wrong and or illegal, and they would gear up with protection and then target American people in Hawaii, Alaska, New York, New York, <laughs> Florida, and California, targeted by America, CIA, with experimental biological weapons. And I found this out just by Googling CIA drops chemicals on you know, citizens. And the funny part is the, the, what they showed me at the top of the search was this, and this was a blurb from the CIA's government itself. So some of the things we're going to talk about, they they readily admit it, but it's just like, well, we need to do what we need to do. Wait, but why did they drop these, like... To um, test on uh, how it react to people. Oh, do we know what it was specifically? Well, this is just a generalization. We're going, this has nothing to do with the stories we're going to talk. Oh, okay. That kind of reminds me of, like, chemtrails. Every time I see, like, planes leaving a line in the sky, I'm like... They're throwing shit on us. Experiment. They did that too. Like yeah. in the New York City subways, they put out gas or whatever, and they're trying to test to see like how this we is, react to it. Yeah, this is just to show that the stories we told, they've been released documents from the CIA, so they don't really have any problems with letting, well, now letting you know. Yeah, no. At later. some point, they have to tell us, right? So we, because if they keep Not trying to hide it, it just comes off crazy. Well, the first thing that got us on this one was Project Sunshine. Yeah, which you found out. Yep. And that's been kind of keeping you up lately. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'll get into it. Um, in 1953, the AEC, which is the Atomic Energy Commissioners or Commission, uh, started um, using human tissue to examine the effects of radioactive exposure. There was a per- previous study called Project Gabriel that proved radioactive isotope SR90 was dangerous for our health. But researchers needed to find out just how dangerous. Yeah, like furthermore, like how 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 does it really affect yeah. us over time, stuff like that. So QN Project Sunshine, they started experimenting on dead babies. So I guess they felt like they couldn't do it on live babies, so they took advantage of an opportunity. Well, and... the dead babies have, uh, they can do autopsies on to see what kind of radiation they have. Because the cities they did it in were close to... Re- uh, like uh, atomic stops and drops mm-hmm. like in Japan, in America 
and some even uh, speculate over in Australia that they're, yeah, they're trying to Australia fight. and Europe they were taking babies from there and well the their argument is that the young bodies have more are like more sensitive to the radioactive isotopes and so they feel like it's a better you know item to use or whatever because I know that they thought of them as things but yeah, they weren't but they even use, telling parents they were taking these babies for these experiments these, they were checking these babies because they had adults they had men women so they they didn't know how to affect babies and maybe growing up and stuff like that. So it's well, no, they were using dead babies, so it wasn't like they yeah. were using it to grow up. It's just they wanted to just see, and I guess this was like easy for them to get. Yeah, the commissioner. Is what who, I'm thinking. His name is actually Doctor Willard mm-hmm. Libby, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of funny because Sabrina, the teenage witch, the yeah. two <laughs> bad guys on the show is Willard, Willard Craft, and, and Libby Chesler. Ah, you get points for Nolan Chesler. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, this it just is super fucked up because so I, it was a on, secret. Sorry. I brought it up to say something. Um, he once said, "Anybody who knows how to do a good job of body snatching, they will really be serving their country." And they use the word body snatching, so I googled it because it sounds like kidnapping to me. Yeah, but it's actually stealing or doing like illicit things to get bodies out of graves, morgues. So they're basically already admitting that we need people to go and steal these babies. Yeah, I read that they couldn't really, they didn't really have a lot of bodies to use. So then the commissioner ended up sending out this like memo, I guess. And uh, they ended up getting like 1,500 bodies. Yeah, but only 500 were used. Yeah. So So it's like weird. What did they do with the other bodies? Like make a stew and serve it to us? I don't know. Maybe. But they probably did do fucked up shit like that. You got to remember, too, nobody's parents gave permission for this. Yeah. So a lot of these, imagine, like, you're putting your kid into the ground. He died from the explosion from Hiroshima. And without you knowing, America comes in, digs your dead son up, and brings him back to America to test him. It's probably because they didn't want to (laughs) pay. They knew the parents weren't going to do it for free, so they were like, we're just not going to tell them. Yeah, but still, like, that's over in Japan, Australia, Europe. You know, these are not even our own people. We're going out there against other people. And I think that makes it kind of creepier. It's like, you know, everyone experiments on their own people. Yeah, but to think that they're going across seas with, like, these bodies and shit is, like, really fucked up. And then how many people know about it and didn't say anything about it? And then they, what if they were making money off the bodies and they weren't giving any money to the families? Yeah, and this... It's really fucked up. This story actually turned us into investigating other things. And it's, it's funny because from 1945 to 1947, 18 men, women, and children were injected with plutonium, which is a radioactive material. Mm-hmm. And the doctors chose these people because they thought they were terminally ill. But many lived decades past this with the plutonium eating away at their cells and, and their DNA. So if there's some that left decades old, uh, decades old, then how do we really know how old everyone else is? Because they're saying, oh, they were terminally ill. So how do we know the people who died younger didn't die because the plutonium killed them, yeah. not because of the disease they had? You can't see, but I'm doing quotation marks. <laughs> no, yeah, it's true. I don't know. That's pretty fucked up. So, And, um, you know, doing all this research really reminded me of another story, but I think we were going to save that one until later. Yes, it's my story. I'm going to really just go in on it. <laughs> Yeah, I know of your story, but I don't know a lot about it. So I'll be going along, like some of the listeners who don't know about it. I'll be there too, like, what were you talking about? What? But I really? Have- <laughs> you lying. Who, me? I don't lie. 
Oh, I just want to pull up the information I had. Okay. So what I want to talk about is an operation that's a called uh, something that's called a false flag. Do you know what a false flag is? I think a false flag is when a government or um, like a military they do something and then try to make it look like somebody else did it. So a false flag is basically making it, doing something wrong and then framing somebody else for it. And that's, uh, for people who are uh, history buffs, that's actually how Hitler uh, invaded Poland. He sent uh, some of his own troops, the SS troops, dressed up as Poland people, and they infiltrated the radio tower on the border of Germany and Poland, but on Germany's side. Mm. So they're going in Germany's side, looking like Polish soldiers, took over the radio station and said, hey... This post is now in the hands of Poland. And then they left a dead body in Polish uh, uniform to make it look like he died in the raid. And the next day, Hitler made a statement like, oh, this and a bunch of other attacks on us, which he all implemented. It was just a fake way to, to get involved with Poland. So I bring this up because there's something called Operation Northwoods. And this was back in the uh, early 60s. And it was basically set up because they wanted to make it look like Cuba was doing things against us so we can justify our war with them. And the only reason why nothing ever happened was because JFK was like, nah, I can't do that. I can't sign off on this. The uh, chief justice of staff, you know them? They're usually like chiefs of like the Army, Navy, all the heads of each department. They're the people who sits around the table with the president <laughs> in the movies when everything ever goes wrong. Yeah, They were all like, yeah, we should do this. We should totally do this. And the guy who made this made it because he assumed the other departments were coming up with their own like plan of, of doing the same thing, of making Cuba look bad so we could go fight them. Wait, so JFK was like, nah, we can't do this? Yeah, nah. That's but, crazy because Cuba got JFK killed, right? No, no. That is a theory. <laughs> I still think it was the CIA. I don't know, man. They, that shit is all suspicious. We have like a hard on for Cuba for so long. Well, that's because um, Fidel Castro took over power in 1959. And when he did, he started to do new things. Like we had, you know, businesses over there. He naturalized them. Like these are ours. No, like, you know, you, you don't get none of the money for this. He also mm-hmm. increased his um, like political pull with uh, what was Russia called at the time, Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. So they didn't like that they would come in chummies with one of their communist states. And then Cuba was letting communists come in. So to them, it was just like, hey, uh, they could do stuff to us. They're really close. Let's like, let, let's not do that. Let's take Cuba out the situation. That's why the missile crisis happened, because it was just too close. That was like if we went right next to Russia, uh, the Soviet Union, and one of their countries was like, you know what? I want to do democracy now. And I'm friends with America. And I'm doing this and this and make us money. You get nothing. They're going to look like it as a threat. So that's kind of what this kind of turned into. It was like... I, I get it. You want to get rid of the guy who's doing stuff to you. But the plans that they had were crazy. They weren't going to fake. Uh, not even. Sometimes it was either real or fake. So they used lines like that, I think, to blur it so they can, like, well, it wasn't real. We said pretend. <laughs> so they would basically take a plane that had people on it, again, quotation marks, <laughs> and shoot at the sky and say, well, that was the Cubans. But oh. a lot of their plans were to have real hijackings and planes. Uh, shootings and you know, stuff like that against us and then blame it on cuba wow bitches 
But like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so there was other things where they would take remote control of a civilian aircraft and they would secretly paint an uh, U.S. Air Force planes and fabricate shoot down of uh, a fighter. And then they're like, oh, look, there's the plane there. They shot him down, even though it's like some basic plane. And they just painted over it to make it look like a fighter. And this was us? This was United States being yeah. toxic like this? Yeah. <laughs> and they want to attack different places, like in uh, basically Florida, because it's so close to Cuba. And then they want to not only do that, but they want to hurt Cuban people. Anytime Cubans came over on rafts, they were going to try to sink them, drown them, and then blame it on the Cubans. Like, they, oh, they, oh, you want to you leave us? You can't leave us. We're going to kill you. So we don't really know how much is true. Like, we hate Cubans for those these reasons, but this is more quotation marks yeah but this is something we don't even know this we we do know this operation didn't happen northwoods didn't happen but that doesn't mean other false flags or wait other... so they weren't doing things no. and blaming it on the cubans no this was all planned everyone oh. was on board and they were like you know what jfk sign this off so we can start shooting down our planes and, and dropping diseases here and killing cuban people and making it look like they did it and Kennedy was like, nah, I don't want to do it. There's another That's reason they why. had him killed. Yeah, exactly. Bro. It was it the all Cubans. comes together. No, it was not the, the Cubans, the CIA. The CIA wants this. Oh, Fidel Castro. You got to remember, if <laughs> Fidel, Castro, flagging, Fidel Castro killed JFK, that means war. Yeah. He can't be part of that in no way because it's not even just war. He's going to get nuked off the planet. Right. None of his people are going to be left. USA. USA. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, I don't think it was Cuba, and this definitely sounds like well, who who would plan to kill their own president? The same people who came comes up with nuts Americans? theories like this. Well, certain yeah. Americans, high powered, high money. You can't control me. I can do whatever I want, and I'm gonna kill people because you're in my way. Yeah, them January six rioters, bro. <laughs> so that does lead into your story. Does and, it? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's but... funny because we find about this twenty to forty years later. Think about all the stuff that could be happening right now, and we won't find out about it for twenty, forty, sixty years. Everybody who's arguing about the little the jab is like you know the government doing experiments on us, like encouraging jab. It's like a code for like the COVID vaccine. This was what everybody was calling it in the beginning, like oh, don't get the jab or. Whatever. What whatever. happens if you get the jab? There, I don't know. They were just saying that it, it fucked up shit will happen to you. Like maybe like your your mind will go crazy or part of your body won't work or like they don't really know. They just feel like the the vaccine was rushed and that will you know. Yeah, usually they have fucked years up shit and will years. Happen to us. But everyone got to realize that uh, vaccines takes years and years, and we didn't have years and years. If it was as scary as of all these people dying. So I get there was no shortage, but that doesn't mean we trust the government. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. A lot of people were like, don't get the vaccine because it's like, and then, you you know, after I tell you this next story, I feel like it makes sense why people were um, paranoid. They were dropping like liters of, of, of like chemicals and poison in cities like Miami, New York City, Albany, all of this just to see how it would affect us. Not even for any real, just to see, like, they, he bas- they basically studied us. Like, a whole city, they studied it, who survived. And if somebody died, it didn't matter. Because they got the information that they need. And, like, if they wanted to kill somebody overseas this way, how could they, like, you know, what if, oh, look at the, look at it in New York. It didn't kill them as fast. Let's use that variant. This way, 
we can kill everybody off slowly and everyone thinks it's just some weird disease everyone's catching and not some kind of weapon. Yeah. I hate, I hate, I hate the, it's terrible. Yo, like this could be happening right now, bro. That's why I hate getting older. The older I get, the more you can see. <laughs> I think the more that we do this like podcast thing, the more we're learning and the more it feels like we can't act like we don't know now. Like Yeah, like when you're young, you don't know. And then you start to slowly hear stuff. And like you hear one thing and like when you're 20, like, oh, it's nothing. Then 25, you hear a couple more things. And by the time you're 30, you hear so many more things. You're like, yo, this has been going on for like 30, 50 years. Why didn't why did I hear about this? You weren't alive and no one's talking to you about it. Yeah. They erased that history. So you don't you even know what's going exactly. Erased history. <laughs> but we're here to inform you guys. So this is going to be the last story on the race history. Hopefully it's the best. Fingers crossed. <laughs> wow us. So have you all heard of the Tuskegee study of untreated syphilis in the Negro male? I heard of the Tuskegee Air Force. Tuskegee. Like pilots. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Tuskegee. Tuskegee. I think it's Tuskegee. 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 I should have looked this up. Hold on. Intermission. <laughs> but the Tuskegee Airmen were actually uh, pilots in World War II. Some of them actually faced the Germany's jets. Imagine seeing a jet in the forties, bro. Well, then that's where they see the Foo Fighters too. So it's just a crazy time to be in the air in the forties, I guess. Tuskegee. <laughs> yes. Okay. So the Tuskegee study of untreated syphilis in the Negro male, nineteen thirty-two. Wow, 1932, it was that far back? Yeah. I thought this was like a 50 things. I guess when I hear like the government doing shitty things, I think 50s and 60s. Yeah, I've after doing a lot of this research, I realized they had, there was like this little window from like the 30s to the 50s where everybody was doing fucked up shit and getting away with it. It seems like <laughs> every decade they're doing some fucked up shit and they're getting away with. Maybe. I mean, more recently, I feel like you can't get away with as much as before. Well, you don't know. You, you know... When this was happening in the 30s, nobody knew about it until much, much later. And it's the same scenario we're in here. We can assume we know that nothing's crazy going on, but we really don't know. You're right. We really don't. Um, but yeah, so the U.S. Public Health Service, or the PHS, and the Congress... Sorry. <laughs> she got something in her eye. Okay. <laughs> the US... I probably won't cut this out either. <laughs> The U.S. Public Health Service, the United States Public Health Service, or the PHS, and the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, conducted an experiment on over 600 black men, some who were suffering from syphilis, some were not. None of them knew they had syphilis, though. Back then, any issue you had was just called having bad blood. Though some of, this, some of the men clearly needed help, they were tricked into believing they were receiving treatment and what they were really doing was being placed on placebos or aspirin in 1947 penicillin came into the picture and the men still weren't given treatment even so, though so, at this point entire families had syphilis kids were being born with syphilis you said so this started in 1932 yeah the thing that ultimately treats syphilis wasn't invented until 1947 mm -hmm. So that's 15 years of them basically just screwing with these people. Yeah. And then even then, they weren't getting their treatment. Well, what treatment was there at the time? But like after penicillin is the treatment. And but they that still wasn't weren't invented. getting it. I know, I'm saying is, but I know that before, before then, then, whatever, but 
you know, the fact that, okay, here's the treatment and they weren't giving eventually it. Eventually they got it and they didn't, they still This didn't is give why people them. feel like there's probably a treatment for cancer and they're still not allowing us to have it. Like, I think this is where stem, like certain things stem from. Like this story, like, let me, let me continue. So even though physicians and investigators knew this was unethical, they continued with the study because they wanted to trick track the full progression of the disease, meaning they wanted a way for all the participants to die so they could run experiments on their dead bodies. That sounds like the sunshine thing. Like, oh, let me, let me yeah. dissect them, see what they happened to them. Like, yeah. So, but it's just imagine how long these people lived with the syphilis suffering, their wives suffering, their kids being born with syphilis. And they were still like, nah, nah, nah. We want to see how big this gets. Well, let's, let's look at the social aspect of this too. Because if I'm I'm a black woman and my man gives me syphilis, you're gonna think that he's cheating. Yeah, and some of the a lot of these men even get like so a lot of these people I heard were injected with syphilis. They gave him syphilis just to see if what would happen to him. Yeah. So like, imagine being a woman and like your your man comes home and you just got tested. You're like, I'm positive. What are you doing over there? And then you swear, you swear you're not cheating. You're not cheating. Then you find out that you were part out of some kind of weird uh, government thing, and you tell your your woman that, and they're like, "So you tell me, tell me the government shot you up with?" Yeah, they're gonna think it's like you think I'm stupid. Like if you don't want to be here, you don't want to be here. (laughs) That reminds me of an episode of Community. They want Troy, one of the characters in that show, they want him to become a plumber or an air air conditioning repair guy. Repairman, yeah. And so they bring him into a room where they're like talking to him about it. And there's like, uh, uh, I don't know, it's just mad weird shit going on in the room. And they're like, yeah, we want. So if you tell anybody the story, they're not going to believe you. Oh, yeah. Black Hitler with the panini. Yeah. They're like, you know, a lot of fucked up shit going on that it just sounds really unbelievable. And it throws off the credibility of your story. So it's like, yeah, like the black woman is like, no, why would the government do that to you? Blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, you're brainwashed into trusting the government. And another weird part, too, is back and then, like, I'm not going to say, like, every broken home or a black family don't live together. But there is a big percentage of black males without their fathers. There's, like, a stereotype. Yeah. But it's a, it's that a black based. men leave their families. Well, the, the, one guy has, like, baby mamas with, like, four or five people. You know, it's going to happen. I'm not oh. saying it's prevalent either. I'm not saying everyone's doing it. But there is enough people to justify some kind of like, hey. But what about, let's say, the uh, on the flip side, the man thinks the woman gave it to him. And then now the oh, woman has a syphilis. The baby's born with syphilis. So it must be and mother. he's thinking that somebody fucked up my family here. And so he just dips. And it ends up becoming like a whole thing. Could this be the first crack in the structure of uh, a black nuclear family because I think it everyone back helps. then back everything back in the 30s everybody had a mom and dad they matter where you were from and then slowly over time it's not even just black it's it's lower income mm-hmm. if you don't have money you run away mm-hmm. and it's just it's just weird like that this could have stemmed it's like it looks like this could be some correlation from the government st- stepping in and causing some distrust between a man and his, his his wife it's it's crazy yeah it probably definitely started just, something just to give him aspirin to see like well i just want to see what happens to your organs when you die right i mean aren't there like people who die of syphilis already that you can be like hey do Yo, can you donate yeah. your body to science they went the people went blind they went crazy they yeah like um it was a lot of like crazy side effects from being 
injected or you know being having syphilis and having it untreated and like it's just fucked up to think about yeah and we're not we're not saying that all conspiracy theories are true that the vaccine is a is a is a real thing we're just saying you you don't always know and you just can't blindly accept what you're told yeah and unfortunately i think nowadays we're just all blindly kind of like i guess we were blindly taught to believe our government growing up Mm -hmm. So that's what I did growing up. It's like, you know, all right. Like, you know, I was even a, a volunteer police officer for a couple months. Um, but at the same time, it wasn't for me. But at the same time, it's like, that's how we were bred. Like, you pledge allegiance to the flag. Yeah. You know, everyone had to get up. You had to, like, say it. Like, and then you had a couple kids in school that would sit down or turn their backs. They didn't, they didn't really know why they were doing that. Mm-hmm. They thought they were taking a stand. What they really wanted was attention. Yeah. Because that's all I've ever noticed. Like, oh, look at them. Ooh, like, that's stupid. Like, No, but I also feel like some people don't have a choice. Like, a lot of the people par- who participated in these experiments. Or, like, because I have other th- uh, stuff, too, actually, that um, reminded me that were similar to the Tuskegee syph- syphilis study or, or whatever experiment. Um, Tuskegee. <laughs> Tuskegee. Um, but yeah, like so, because I don't know. This really reminds me of a lot of things, and part of it was like the the jab, which I like to call it that to be funny. I don't really feel like. All right, it's weird. I personally don't feel like the government was trying to hurt us with the vaccine. I think that they see us as uh, consumers, and if they get kill off their consumers, there's nobody to pay for their luxurious lifestyle. So I don't really feel like they were gonna hurt us with the vaccine. But um, I also think that a lot of us didn't have a choice. We had to get the vaccine to be able to continue to work, to yeah, provide for so our families. I was basically so they arms. always make... They twisted my arm. I couldn't work yeah, without it. They always... And then they were also doing this thing where they were paying people to get vaccinated. Or giving so they stuff. Really they were just, phones too or something? Yo, stuff? they were doing a lot just so people could get this vaccine done. And so I just feel like a lot of us low-income families just didn't have a choice and they always choose us to do their experiments on because we really don't have a choice yeah. all the rich people actors and everybody else you wait you, everyone wait we'll see no, how I, it mean, ha- I know let's, president let's see Trump. how it i know pres- let's, let's see how it hits the the regular people <laughs> the poor people and if enough of them survive that means it's okay for us to take it actually reminds me of um a episode of atlanta i don't know if y'all ever seen atlanta but That's there's a like a scene, <laughs> it really is. And there's a scene where um, Paperboy, he's one of the main characters, he's at a party. I think it's Paperboy. And they're like, oh, you should try this drug or whatever. Try this, try this, try this, try this. Pushing him to do it, pushing him to do it. And then I, I think it was a vaccine. I don't know. It was something. I forget the episode, but he had to take something. And they were all pushing him to do it. He takes it. And they're immediately like, oh, he didn't die. Okay, let's all go take it. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, did did Shell, like, Michael Shea do something like that too on his show? Maybe, probably. Where, like, Michael Shea like, hilarious. I love that, man. You met him, right? Or did, I did meet him. You got a picture with him, right? I do have a picture with him. <laughs> Michael Shea, if you listen to this, there's somebody out here with a picture of you. Yo, I'm really mad. I meet all these like famous people or maybe even like low-key famous people. And I don't know who they are. Like I recognize their face, but I don't know it, like that I'm, I fucking love them. And so I end up meeting people before realizing how awesome they are. And be- it's like, you know, really, it's, it's not that terrible of a problem to have, but it still sucks. Yeah, but you know what's creepy about that? <laughs> Imagine being so famous that there's pictures of you out there that you don't even know about. <laughs> like there's like hundreds, millions, thousands of pictures of you because paparazzi, people on the street. Wall. 
anywhere because you're famous enough that people see you and they're taking pictures with your phone. So you have no idea that your essence is now on some rando's phone and you don't even know about it. Well, I think that's like the people who I've taken picture with know that I took a picture of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but they're not going to remember you. To remember you that took they the don't picture. know what I did with the picture either. Yeah. There's like, like 20, you know, 30 people ask him to take a picture. He's not going to remember every single picture that he took. I guess that's the price you pay to be famous. You kind of have to, you know, there's no privacy for you. That's why I like podcasting. Like, if we blow up, nobody knows what I look like. They just know my I voice. I mean, the internet, there's going to be people, like, searching and finding out and trying to cancel us and shit. I don't care. Try to cancel us. <laughs> we don't say anything controversial. I think. I think we're very open people. And I think that's why we talk about subjects like this, because we're open-minded. If it if it's true, if it looks like it's true, we'll think it might be true. If it looks like it could be false, we could, we're not out here thinking every conspiracy theory is true. I think this is more of just like an education. What would you always say? You want this podcast to be informational and inspirational. <laughs> so if we could give you a little information with the, with a little uh, inspiration, we did our job. That's what we're here for. We want to connect with you guys. Yeah, I'll, I want to be able to keep it like a thousand wow. percent with our listeners. I'm sorry, I'm I just very... realized with the pictures. Like it's the same thing with podcasting. Someone's looking, listening right now. They listening to my voice. Talk about them. That's right, sir or madam. I'm talking about you, the one listening to us right now. You and look this, good. By I don't. Name. Yeah, you look great. <laughs> I love what you did with your hair today. Solid choice on the outfit. I'd go different socks next time. But <laughs> but like, there's someone right now listening to this, and I won't know. I don't know yeah. if someone's playing this right now. Yeah, we keep getting like this unknown listener. So shout out to you. What? Yes. That's probably the CIA. Yes, I don't know. I'm so scared. I, okay, I will be 100% honest. Next week, I have a, a, a theory that I came with on my own going through all this information. It just came to me. And I've been talking on the phone about it with people. And it has to do with the government and, and space and a bunch of other stuff. And I was listening to music on my headphone, and all of a sudden, I started hearing, like, in my headphone, like, interference. And that went off, like, 30 seconds, and I shut it off, blah, blah, blah. Then my computer, in the last two, three days, that's when I had a conversation with my buddy, because I wanted to bounce ideas off of him, see what he thought about it, if there was, like, legs to it. And ever since then, my computer's been slowing down. Like, I'll restart it, I'll, I'll boost it. I have a great computer. I've never had issues with this thing. And in the last two, three, I found that today I found a program. I don't even know what the program is. I don't know where it came <gasps> from. You do it like that. <laughs> but this is for real, though. I no, really, I'm I literally, dead. like, wait, what? I literally found That's a program that I don't weird, know. Bro. It had a weird icon and nah, I deleted bro. it. Sorry. Yeah, I deleted nah, it. Bro. And now it, it instantly, nah, I, like, I deleted a whole bunch of. There's nah, a couple things I didn't even know this nah. was. Yeah. I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> Yo, I'm almost scared too because this this theory coming out next week I think is original. I, I've never heard of it. I still have another week of research. I really want to get into it, um, but it's shaping up so good. But now, like talking about it, nah, bro. <laughs> if if I die of a heart attack or something, believe it. I'm a fat guy. But <laughs> if I took my own life, it wasn't me. It was the government. Yo, facts, 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 facts. Oh, if I do die of a heart attack, though, baby, do me a favor. Have them look really good for a little hole in my skin. Because those that don't know, the CIA has darts that disappear, like dissolve, and they used to shoot people to give them heart attacks. Yep, Mr. Ballin did one on that an episode. I know about that first, though, Mr. Ballin taking my Whatever, shit. I love Mr. Ballin. Yeah, he's pretty good. But yeah, let me just finish up my yeah, final thoughts on uh, the Tuskegee study of untreated syphilis in the Negro male. Um, <laughs> so finally, in 1972, the public 
Health Service uh, disease investigator Peter Button? Peter, Peter Luger? Peter Buxton, sorry. The disease investigator Peter Buxton and reporter Gene Heller broke the story. Hello. Uh, I, operating. Who but, is that? Is that who, who, who's the person needs to do? Hello. 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 Who's that? Uh, I don't know. Is that the, the, the guy in drag? Um, you know, Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what's her name? Not Big Mama's house. The um, the one that like you know. Medea. She... Medea. Thank you so much. That was. <laughs> I hate when I forget things, bro. Nah. So this disease investigator Peter told his friend, reporter friend uh, Gene Keller, Heller, Heller. <laughs> um, about how they were doing these tests on these men, and so uh, Heller broke the story. <laughs> creating public outrage and they had to sh- they had to shut down the study and um in 1973 all the participants received 10 million dollars in an out of court settlement the ones that were alive still or yeah or uh, alive and dead fo- or they, came forward yeah no alive and dead like i guess they ended up giving the families some money too but what about if someone didn't come forward to say that you killed my husband because they didn't know they just assumed well this- they would have known like how this is not nowadays. There's no, no, this, they don't have all the information. If you think your right, husband is cheating, hold on, this, this, is, this is a fair question. If you think your husband is cheating on you with syphilis, and he winds up dying, you don't think government conspiracy? Yes, but the government knows that they were doing tests on your husband, so, so they that's went, how they're going to find oh, her. Oh, so they can we really believe the government to go and find everybody that they fucked up over here? We're going to believe this it. looks like hundreds. They did the the, the eighteen people they stuck with plutonium all right hun sure if they couldn't find everybody probably no, couldn't no, find everybody like what i'm saying is anyway. i don't think the government really went and got everybody they just found some of the couple people who were trying to talk stuff and they did it themselves sure anyway uh so finally in 1997 bill clinton issued an apology um to the and um you know for everybody who was affected by wow it. bill clinton yeah which i thought was kind of nice um, the final participant died in 2004. No, go back, uh, go back like two sentences and start over this way. I did this together. <clears throat> in 1973, all the participants received a $10 million out of court settlement. All the participants that they know of. Um, in 1970, 1997, Bill Clinton issued an apology to everybody like who was, you know, wrong affected. Yeah, which I thought was kind of nice because it's fucked up. And he even said that it was fucked up for the government to do that to people. And what's even and more messed up I thought is that was cool. it's calling you a liar and that it never happens and that you're crazy. So I guess it's I guess there is some good to yeah. like finally saying, okay, yeah, some the government was kind of fucked up to you and we're sorry for that. Mm-hmm. It was before our time. And that's not how we do things now. Yeah. But it's coming up on 40 years in a couple of years since 90s. So we'll know what Bill Clinton really did in like another 10, 15 years. <laughs> right. Freaking Epstein's Island and shit, right? <laughs> oh, my God. No, but... um. Don't so, get us canceled. Shh, don't even say that. Now the CIA is on us even <laughs> extra hard right now. It's, it's all public information. True that. Anyway, so the same thing happened in Guatemala in 1946 to 1948. Um, there was a study to see if penicillin could prevent syphilis. Uh, the guy running this project was Dr. John Cutler, who was also a lead researcher in the Tuskegee experiments. After he had passed a historic, 
passed, a historian named Susan Reverie found the records from Guatemala. Oh, historian. Yeah. Okay. What did I say? I don't know. It, it, I couldn't make it out. So. Anyway, after he had passed, yeah, an historian had found his records from Guatemala. So I think that if she never had found them, they, we would have never known about him doing Is these this... experiments in Guatemala, too. Oh. Like, guy... after penicillin came into the with, picture. with Libby? No, his name was John Cutler. I don't know. Oh, he was just somebody with the... Um... He was part of the Tuskegee experiments, and he and was also doing off. some shit in Guatemala, which President Obama ended up apologizing for later, too, about what we were doing to people in Guatemala. And what's even crazier, too, is that um, from 1943 to 1944, he was injecting inmates with strains of gonorrhea for $100, a certificate of merit, and a letter of con- commendation to the parole board. So again, taking advantage of poor people yeah. who didn't, you know, feel like they didn't have options. And now it's weird because I think about all the people I think are crazy and saying the government is out to get them. It's like, well, I guess by by chance, some of these must be true. Yo, if you're poor and broke, if you're broke and like, uh, like, you know, maybe feel like you don't have options, you don't maybe you don't have family or anything like that. Like you don't have much. They're going to take advantage of you, bro. Like, it's really crazy. Yeah. Who's going to report you gone if you're missing? Like, who who even cares? Like, home, there's homeless people outside all the time. Like, it's just like, I don't know. Like, it's scary to think that if you don't have a lot, you're going to be taken advantage of. And, like. Just be careful out there, America. Yeah, please. Watch out for my fellow Americans. Hey everybody, thank you for joining us with Erased History. This is one of those segments that we really enjoy because we we like knowing the truth and searching for the truth. And a lot of times that means you're going to see a whole bunch of stuff that you don't like. And it's just the same way like your parents, like you love your parents, but they probably have so much stuff that you don't even know about that if you found out, you probably look at them differently. Maybe. (laughs) Sometimes that's just the burden we have to carry. But that doesn't mean you don't get to ask why how come would you do stuff like that and i think it's always important to do that because i think uh, erase history is important because one thing that i learned in uh, my my elementary school was the quote that says if you don't learn history you're doomed to repeat it right everybody's heard that one i think so, duh. Duh. no, so. Right. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> Yo, you're gonna hear it like when you play this. You're gonna hear the duh. steak on that. You're like, everybody knows that. Everybody's heard that. So, no, but yeah, and I think is, that this is yeah a perfect example of like, why we shouldn't repeat and what we should learn from the first time. Yeah, and like if it's erased, then how are you supposed to learn from it? Yeah. So it's just better to to know everything, even if that means you learn some bad stuff. So we really appreciate you tagging along this episode. Yeah. You know, and then as always, please check on your friends, guys, and uh, we love you. And everyone deserves love. Oh, shit. Fuck. This concludes our broadcast day. Good night, and God bless America.